Hey, good to see everybody uh, here tonight uh, watching via online. We are so glad that you are joining in uh, on this live stream. We are so happy to be able to worship as a family uh, together, to be able to share the word of God uh, together during this time. And I don't know about you, but I'm praying and believing, you know, pretty soon that we're going to be able to gather together. We're going to be able to worship together. We're going to be able to fellowship and uh, things are going to get more uh, normal, I guess, uh, as we meet together. But you know what? During this time, I fully believe that God wants to use it to help us get close to him. He wants to use it to help us get close to uh, our family. And uh, God has a plan and purpose uh, for right now. You know, obviously God didn't cause all this bad stuff to happen, but God will use it. He will use this opportunity for us to get closer to him, to help our family time. Uh, Ecclesiastes chapter three uh, says that there's a time and a season for everything. And so we wanna take advantage of this time. We wanna take advantage of our family and we want to get close to God uh, during this season. And uh, what I want to do tonight, just for a few minutes, is I want to be super practical. Uh, I want to talk about how we can enhance our spiritual life right now. How many people know there's nothing more important than our walk with God? There's nothing more important than our prayer life, than us spending time reading the Bible and just drawing near to the Lord. As we know, there is a lot of uncertainty in our culture today. Uh, there's a lot of uncertainty with this virus. How long is it, is it going to be out? How many people are going to be infected? Uh, with jobs, there's uncertainty. With the stock market, the economy, safety and health is a big uncertainty right now now. But you know, we serve a God that is faithful. We serve a God that is good. We serve a God that wants us during this time to cling to him, to draw near to him, to get closer to him. And uh, tonight, just for a few minutes, I want to help us do that. Uh, it's so important in this season that our relationship with God doesn't go down, that it doesn't just kind of ride out and stay the same. But this is an opportunity to climb. Look at your neighbor uh, behind the screen and say, it's time to climb. It's time to go higher in our walk with God. Times like this are so important that we have a foundation that is built on Jesus. So uh, I want to jump into these three things we want to talk about, these three ways to enhance your spiritual life right now in this season. And listen, I don't know where you are spiritually. Maybe you're doing really well. Maybe your faith is high or maybe your faith is, is going down a little bit. Listen, right now is our opportunity to step up, to get closer, and to engage more with God. Because listen, God loves us. God cares for us, and God is going to take care of the situation that we're in. Uh, I'm going to share for a few minutes in your comments. You're going to see some questions that you can think about, that you can ponder. We have several small groups that will be meeting, so you're going to be watching uh, this video, and then you're going to be talking about it in your small groups. You know, right now, you can text your name if you're not connected to a small group, and we will uh, reach out, and we will put you in a group where you can have uh, just fellowship with believers. Even though we can't meet face-to-face, -face, we can talk to each other, we can communicate, and we want you to be uh, aware of that. But uh, as we jump in, I want to look at an Old Testament character named Nehemiah. I believe Nehemiah basically gives us a roadmap for how we're supposed to respond in situations like this. So if you have your Bible, turn with me to Nehemiah chapter 1. You'll see it right there beneath uh, on the bottom part of the screen. But listen to this, Nehemiah chapter 1. This is the ESV. It says, the words of Nehemiah, the son of Hakaliah, and it says, now it happened in the month of Shizlev in the 20th year as I was in Susa, the citadel, that Hananiah, one of my brothers, came with certain men from Judah, and I asked them concerning the Jews who had, who had escaped. 
uh, who had survived the exile concerning Jerusalem. And they said to me, the remnant there in the province who had survived the exile is in great trouble and great shame. The wall of Jerusalem is broken down and its gates are destroyed by fire. Verse four, it says, as soon as I heard these words, I sat down and wept and mourned for days. I continued fasting and praying before the God of heaven. So listen, right here, what's going on? Nehemiah gets word about a crisis that's going on in Jerusalem. The walls of Jerusalem, they are down. The gate is down. It's been broken. During this period, right before this story takes place, it's referred to as the Babylonian exile. Uh, basically, Babylon in, uh, conquers Jerusalem, and Jerusalem is besieged. And what happens is Babylon, they carry a lot of these Israelites into captivity. Well, basically 70 years after this happens, the Persian Empire, they conquer the Babylonians. The king of Persia allows some of the Israelites to go back to their homeland, basically to rebuild. There's three different waves that happens. You see Ezra go back. You see Zerubbabel go back. And then we see Nehemiah. So kind of the goal of these waves was to rebuild the temple, to rebuild the city, and to rebuild the city walls. When word gets to Nehemiah, the temple has been rebuilt, but you know what? The wall is still down. And listen, this is a disgrace. This is shameful because if you don't have a wall, you can't have a city. And so people are coming in, they're raiding, they're stealing stuff, they're stealing food, they're killing people. And so this is a crisis that Israel is in. Now, Nehemiah gets word. Nehemiah is a Hebrew. Nehemiah is an Israelite who actually serves the king of Persia at this time. And when he hears word, it breaks his heart because he realizes that his country is in crisis. You know, when you think about the situation that we're in right now, I think we all know it. We are in a crisis, not only in our nation, but all around the world. I mean, with this virus, with our economy, you know, it goes on and on. We are in a crisis, you know, but Nehemiah immediately did a few things that I believe brought his spiritual level to another, another degree. And I believe that's what God's calling us to do right now. Listen, again, God has not caught off guard by what's going on. God wants to use this time to develop our spiritual relationship. He wants to mature our walk with him, and he wants us to, to make it stronger. He wants us to go deeper with him. He wants us to engage more with him. And for the next few minutes, I want to tell you three practical ways how we can engage more, how our walk with God can be enhanced uh, than it is right now. Again, wherever you're at, maybe your spiritual life is a two or a three. Man, it could be a five or a six or a ten. You know, maybe you're not even on the map right now. You've just fallen away. This is your time to re-engage, to reconnect. You know, I was thinking about this this morning. What if during this quarantine, we get closer to God than ever before? What if right now during this quarantine, your family gets closer to God than ever before? I don't know about you. I think that would be amazing. Let's believe that God's gonna do it. So let's look at three practical points, three practical things to do right now to get closer to the Lord. And these are three things that Nehemiah uh, did. So number one, if you are keeping notes, the first thing to enhance your spiritual life is to draw near to God like never before. If you wanna enhance your spiritual life, you have to draw near, uh, more near than you ever have. You know, what's the first thing that Nehemiah does when he hears the, the crisis, when he hears of this terrible thing that's still going on in Jerusalem? The first thing the Bible says he does is he sits down. And I believe this is a picture of Nehemiah giving this to God or a picture of Nehemiah drawing near to the Lord. Uh, Nehemiah isn't checking out. Nehemiah isn't giving up. No, this is a picture of him coming close to God. He is coming into the presence of the, of the Lord. Nehemiah doesn't freak out. Nehemiah doesn't start to panic. No, he sits down 
and he comes into the presence of the Lord. He connects with God. I believe, indeed, that Nehemiah's heart is heavy. I believe that he's upset. I believe he's probably a little confused. He thought everything was going well in Jerusalem. But the first thing that he does is he sits down and he connects with God. I believe uh, this is the essence of what Nehemiah is saying. God, I'm coming to you. God, I don't understand why this is going on. God, I I thought things would be different. God, I don't know what you want me to do in this situation. God, I don't know how you're going to come through, but I'm coming to you because I want to connect with you. I want to trust you. I want to have faith. And so I'm coming into your presence. You know, James 4 and 8 says this, if you draw near to God, what does God do? God draws near to us. And I think that's what God is calling us to do in this season, draw near to him. As we know later in the story, God gives Nehemiah direction. He tells Nehemiah actually to go to Jerusalem and Nehemiah in just really a few months, he organizes a people and you know what happens. They build this wall. But all this was a byproduct of him coming into the presence of God, drawing near to the Lord. Right now in our world, there's a lot of voices that are out there. There's the news, there's politicians, there's experts, there's uh, TV talk show hosts, there's celebrities, there's the voice of the enemy, and there's the voice of God. And you know, sometimes without even knowing it, instead of uh, listening to God's voice or drawing near to God, sometimes we can draw near to these other voices. We can listen to every other voice that's out there, and sometimes that's the voice of fear, that's the voice of anxiety. But listen, when we stop, when we breathe, when we come into the presence of God, it's like nothing else. Listen, there's some talk shows that I like listening to. And there's some television shows that I like listening to. There's experts that I listen to and I read about, but there's nothing that comes close to coming to the presence of God. When you come into the presence of God, there's peace, there's love, there's comfort, and there's also a direction for what God wants us uh, to do. Because when we come to him, listen, God loves that. God has a plan for that. Um, practically speaking, how do you draw near to God right now? You know, maybe right now your walk with God is kind of still. I want to give you just a few practical ways that you can draw near to God. The first one is this. To draw near to God, you need to push distractions aside. We live in a world that's very distracted. We have our phones. We have our TV. We have hobbies. We have our family. You need to find a day. I have to find a time every single day where I can push distractions aside and I can connect with God, where I can get in the presence of God, when I can, you know, practice this principle or this discipline of drawing near to God. You know, I'm going to ask you right now, are you pushing distractions aside? You know, because if you're not, man, this is an opportunity to do it. Another way that you can draw near to God is to slip away alone. Throughout the New Testament, you can see pictures of Jesus slipping away alone to connect with God. Jesus may be ministering to thousands. He may be teaching the disciples, but he would always go away to connect with God. You know, I encourage you right now, find a time. Maybe it's late at night. Maybe it's early in the morning. Maybe it's a prayer closet. Maybe it's, it's a walk. Maybe it's a bath. Find a time where it's just you and God. And I realize that we have kids, we have a wife or a husband, we have different things. But if you want your spiritual life to go to the next level, get alone uh, with the Lord. Here's the next one. Um, Have a daily time. You know, pick a time every single day. Maybe it's six in the morning, maybe it's nine at night, but it's your specific time where you connect with the Lord. And here's the final thing, be still. If you want your walk with the Lord to go to the next level, be still and listen. Uh, sometimes when, I, when I'm spending time with God, I'll just pray and I'll pray and I'll pray. But God wants us to stop sometimes and just be still and just listen. I believe that's the first thing that Nehemiah did. He stopped, he was still, he heard from the Lord, and then he acted upon the Lord, what, what the Lord said. Listen, this crisis 
is a time for us to sit down, to regroup, to reset, and to draw near to God like never before. Here's the second thing that's going to enhance your spiritual life is to fast like never before. Listen, I don't know about you. Some things are easy to do uh, in your spiritual discipline. Some things are harder. Fasting is one of the greatest ways that I know to draw near to God, to go to that next level. This is what Nehemiah did. Right after he sits down, he draws near to God. He feels the leading of the Holy Spirit. And what does he begin to do? He begins to fast. Check it out. That's one of the greatest things to enhance your spiritual life. You know, you think about key people in the Bible. Uh, Daniel, he fasted. You think about Jesus. Jesus fasted. You think about uh, Paul. Paul fasted. You know, I'm reminded of the story in Mark chapter 9 where uh, there's a demon-possessed boy. And he comes to Jesus, or actually they bring him to Jesus. Jesus cast out the demon. The disciples ask him, how come we couldn't cast this demon out? And Jesus says, listen, this only comes out through prayer and what? fasting. There's power when we fast. There's power when we give up something that we like or we want to draw near to God. Um, I think there's two primary reasons in the Bible why we're called to fast. Number one is a, a simple spiritual discipline of drawing near. It's a way to draw near to God. It should be something that we incorporate into our life regularly. The second reason that we fast is because we are praying for something very specific specific. You know, every week in my life, I try to fast something. You know, sometimes that's just going a day and just drinking water or just drinking juice. Maybe it's no caffeine. Maybe it's uh, fasting some sleep. I want to encourage you, set a daily time, particularly during this coronavirus stuff, where you can fast, where you can just, uh, you know, enhance your spiritual walk. But also we fast during crisis. Listen, we're in a time right now where more so than ever, we need God. We need to reach out to God. We need to press into God. Uh, and so fasting is something that is necessary. You know, in the Old Testament, there's a, a story where Israel called a fast. And man, all the people fasted. They didn't even let their animals eat. Now listen, fasting is not a time to just go on a diet. Fasting is a time when you are hungry, when you are sleepy, when you want that thing you're fasting from, you connect to God. I want to challenge all of us right now. During this season, I want to encourage you to fast something every single week. Let's pray that God would move the COVID, that he would send it back to the pit of hell. Let's pray that it would come and it would come quickly. Let's fast for jobs. Let's fast for our economy. Let's fast for our loved ones that are lost. Let's do this together as a church family. And I'm telling you, God's going to move. Uh, finally, here's a third thing that's going to help uh, enhance your spiritual life is to pray like never before. Nehemiah prayed like never before. If you read a few verses after I stop, you see this heartfelt, deep prayer that comes from the soul soul of Nehemiah. He prays. If you want to enhance your spiritual life, you have to dig in and we have to pray. This is super obvious, but when I talk with people, when I counsel people, how they're doing, how their relationship with God is, most people would say, I need to pray more. My prayer life is not where it needs to be. Uh, I read a Barna study from 2018 that said the average Christian prays less than one minute a day. Let me tell you why that is. It's not because you don't love God. It's not because people, you know, just don't want to spend time with God. It's because if we don't deliberately do things, we're going to end up at the end of the day laying in bed saying, God, thank you. I love you. And then falling asleep. So quickly, I want to give you four ways that are going to help your prayer life right now. Number one, have a consistent time and place that you pray every day. I alluded, alluded to this a while ago, but what is your time? 
What is your specific place that you pray? Pastor John references his uh, a lot of times on the weekends. He gets up in the morning and he walks around uh, his, his property and he prays. That's his time where he is alone connecting with God. Where is your time? Uh, where is your place that you're praying? I encourage you to get that. It's your place, it's your time where you meet with the Lord. Uh, the second uh, way to enhance your prayer life is a daily walk through the Lord's Prayer. Uh, again, Pastor John preached on this last year, but if you walk through the Lord's Prayer, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come. You know, that is a stepladder. And if every day you will spend, you know, even five minutes praying the Lord's Prayer, stopping after every one of those key points, your spiritual life is gonna go to the next level. You're going to pray for God's will to be done. You're going to pray to God to, to forgive me of my sins. You know, if I had time, that's another thing that Nehemiah does. He repents. This is a time to grab a hold of the Lord's prayer. The disciples asked Jesus, how are we supposed to pray? Jesus, we don't even know how. Jesus said, let me tell you, it was true a few thousand years ago. It's, a true, it's true today. Uh, the third practical way to enhance our prayer life is write down a list of people and things to pray for. You know, if you're like me, sometimes without uh, being deliberate or intentional, I can lose my focus. If you will take a piece of paper or you will take the Evernote in your phone and write down, you know, the list of your family members, your job, your church, people that have prayer needs, and you will daily go through that list. You will see your prayer life go to the next level. You will see your faith go to the next level because you will see God answer your prayers. And finally, uh, the next thing that's going to help you uh, enhance your prayer time is pray without ceasing. You know, First uh, Thessalonians 5, 16 says, pray without ceasing. Now, this is different than your daily quiet time. I want all of us to have a daily time, daily spot where we pray with God. If it's three minutes, if it's five minutes, if it's 20 minutes. But the Bible is clear to pray without ceasing. Ceasing means without stopping. And so throughout the day, we should be in constant communication with God. We're praying uh, on our way to work. We're praying to God, to God over our food. We're praying to God to bless that person that we pass. We're praying to God to bless our family. We're praying to God, thank you. And you're being grateful to God throughout the day. We are connecting with God. Listen, if we will do these things, if we will add these principles to our prayer time, you're going to see your walk with God go to the next level. And here's another challenge. We talked about uh, this earlier today, but there's a prayer of movement that's beginning to start. It's called 714. If you're familiar with 2 Chronicles 714, the Bible says this, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves, pray and seek my face, then I will hear from heaven. I will forgive their sins and I will heal their land. Listen, right now we need God to move like never before. So all over the country, Christians at 714 in the evening, they're stopping and they're praying 2 Chronicles 714. As a church, let's do that. Let's pray at 7 14 every day, just a moment to draw near to God. You know, I want to challenge every person here. Right now is the time to really connect with God. Now is the time to hear from God, to draw near to God. Now is the time to fast. Now is the time to pray. And we need to do this and do it consistently. We need God to move. We need God's help. We need to go to the next level personally. My walk with God needs to go to the next level. My family's life needs to go to the next level. And I believe God is showing us grace for a season to do that. I believe God is gonna use this opportunity for us to draw near to God like never before. Listen, just like Nehemiah, God has a plan for this time and season. As we seek him, God's gonna give us peace. He's gonna give us comfort and he's gonna give us our assignment for what's going on right now. You know, I'll finish this way. What if this could be the season of your life that you get closer to 
God? What if this could be the season of your life that you draw near to God like never before? What if your family got so close to God? It can happen if we'll be deliberate. I'm about to pray. And again, uh, some of you, you're going to be connecting with your small group leaders. Some of you, uh, you know, if you're not, we're going to have questions that are right below here right now. And you can interact, you can talk, but we are so glad that you joined. Let's close our eyes and let's pray. Lord, we love you today. God, we thank you that you want us to draw near to you. We thank you that we can come boldly to the throne of grace. Lord, we thank you that during this time, you're going to use it for us to draw near to you. God, we pray for everything that's going on. We thank you that your will is going to be done. God, help us. We love you so much. Bless your people in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. God bless you. We'll see you next time.